Welcome to Star Trek Stuff with Anne. I don't have time to cater your whims. And Adam. They're like bad at what they do. Content warning. The show is still about Enterprise. How are you? Hello. I had, I, thank you. I had no <laughs> idea how to start this. I just completely blanked. And was like, I'm, 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 I'm in, the, I'm in the booth. What, what do I say when I record in the booth? What do we talk about? It's, it's Doctor Who, right? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he has a screwdriver. It's, it's, it's neat. It's not really a screwdriver. It's, it's a- Sonic, which really doesn't make any sense to be completely honest about it. I mean, <laughs> it's a sound screwdriver. Yeah, and it just kind of seems to just do whatever do anything, he wants. Anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something we should take seriously <laughs> as science fiction fans. I love Doctor Who. I love old Doctor Who. I mean, it's it's absolutely a cocaine-fueled nightmare half the time, but it's amazing, <laughs> and I love it. Leave this planet and never return. <laughs> What'd you say? Yes. Swear on the blood of your species. I swear. Oh, well, then. Thanks for that. Cheers, big fella. This is the first episode where we see the galley. Um, But there's this very quick shot where uh, Hoshi is looking at the menu, and I just want to read it off, if you don't mind, because it's amazing. Go on ahead. Why not? Excuse me, Poppy. Get get your ass off. Okay, there we go. Good girl. (laughs) Um, she's a big cat. So the menu. Thursday, fried chicken, scalloped potatoes, minerin spinach. Turns out that's like a alien type of spinach. Whatever. Friday, grilled trout, almondine, rice pilaf, green beans. Carnegie style cheesecake. Sunday, grilled vegetable panini, green olive caviar. That doesn't make any sense. Like the two of them together. And then peach cobbler. Freaking awesome. Monday, Grandma DeRosa's lasagna, garlic bread, gr- green salad. Tuesday, three-course fondue, bread and <laughs> apple in cheese, lamb and beef in soy. I don't even know what that is. Red apples in, and strawberries in chocolate. Champagne optional. <laughs> Holy shit. On a Tuesday. That's awesome. <laughs> Then Wednesday, grilled Vietnamese pork crepes, steamed rice, plomeek tea. Thursday, roast duck with raspberry sauce, asparagus and ginger, twice-baked potato. Friday, noodle kugel, which I know what that is, but it's really hard to describe, brisket and cabbage. Saturday, grilled alpine surprise, no idea what grilled alpine surprise is. French fries, (laughs) algae and coleslaw. And then finally, Sunday, homestyle barbecue, and then it literally says, bring your own bib. (laughs) I'm sitting there going, you never bitch about food to me ever again on this show. And it's not entirely replicated, right? Like, there, Mm. there was a thing about that where... Some of it's replicated. I think Archer was talking to like the school kids right. in an episode or something. And mm-hmm. it's one thing where you can just replicate anything you want. It's another. I think I think they're using resequence. Uh, at, right, at this resequenced time. protein. Yeah, yeah resequence. Yeah. It's made of our shit, you know. There's actual food involved in all of this too. 
<laughs> how? How mm. are they doing that? And in I that tiny know. ass kitchen for 85 people. Like we saw this mm-hmm. kitchen, the galley. Yeah. This time around. And it's like, mm, no. <laughs> Chef's true talent is in mm-hmm. getting all of that out, but like at volume. Right. Right. Actually, what if that's his thing is that he uh, can get that much food out to that many people in that small a space, but the food (laughs) sucks. Like, he doesn't actually execute any of this well. But we've seen the food, and it looks amazing. It does look fantastic. I mean... it does look good. It couldn't possibly be that bad, because they're they're usually enjoying it pretty well. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. This is just such a very food-based Star Trek series. It does feature better food a than food a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it it does feature better food than any other truck series for sure. Yeah. Hey everyone, is it just me or is this the best food that we have ever had? And hmm. next gen we had like uh Riker doing nasty what he called omelets, which was actually just scrambled eggs. Oh yeah, that's right. I don't remember much food otherwise than that. I was just thinking about in TOS there's a that banquet scene. Oh, right. Where with the... it's, it's early on. The Tellarites are there. Sarek is there. Yeah. And they just have like food cubes out. <laughs> and, like, and like they're all these like Play-Doh looking colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like what the fuck? It's... And the beginning of that scene, there's these two um, little people who are dressed as, you know, some alien race or whatever. And they put a couple of those food cubes, I guess they're food cubes, into a glass and then pour a drink over top of them. <laughs> And you're like, what are they? Are they ice? Are they food? Like, what the fuck? That rules. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so great. Oh, my God. It's so weird, though. Okay. Anyway. This episode has the best cold open so far. I like it, except I'm a little tired of the um, the plot device where you start in the middle and then go back to the beginning and then go through and then you're in the middle i don't like that yeah that's fair this is cool the way they start it but i'm a little tired of that particular trope i guess plot device i don't know what you call that i think they call it in media res is that oh i feel like there's a starting in the middle mm-hmm. yeah there's some kind of gotcha. like like the film school <laughs> term for it <laughs> right right I think it's in media res. Uh, yeah. For some reason, I remember someone telling me that a very, very long time ago. Sounds like a Latin phrase that's very correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, so we're looking around the bridge. Everybody's passed out. The music, I really like the music in this episode. Oh, yeah. There's this recurring music cue that sounds like somebody like banging on a pipe or something. It, it's really uh, ominous and gives some really good tension. It's a piano thing because it took me a, oh. a minute to figure it out. I was like, what is that? Because yeah. that that's used in other things, you know, this sort of like, mm. dang, 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 dang. Yeah. yeah. It's something to do with a piano. I think it's like a detuned piano key just getting mm. like smashed real hard or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really, really or cool. Plucking, plucking the string. Yeah. 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 So it's very effective. The camera looks around the bridge and then we're suddenly with T'Pol in her room and she's describing the situation. Um, she basically says, no Vulcan ship is close enough to save them. Even if they pull out of the, you know, if, even if they turn backwards, nobody would live. Doomsday kind of thing. And then the intro hits. 
Well, we see a black hole. We see, mm-hmm. like, a couple of stars spinning around a black hole. Pretty good yeah. effect for the time. It is. Yeah, big black hole. Very pretty. There's a big hole there. And now it's time for the greatest song in the world. Oh, Jesus. The song by which all other songs are measured. Yep. The song within our hearts when we feel joy. Yeah. Faith of the heart. Just a good old boy. Never meaning no harm. Beats all you never saw Been in trouble with the law Since the day they was born Yeah, I got told to fuck off twice When I posted a uh, a funny cartoon About the theme song on Instagram Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah They were like, it's the greatest song ever Fuck you And I was like, really? Awesome I, Jesus Fucking horrible song People like to <laughs> ironically terrible. like it or whatever what But it's it's the worst thing that's ever been recorded uh-huh. When we come back in, uh, T'Pol is doing the log. Not a not a captain's log, a, a first officer's, uh-huh. oh shit, everyone else is fucked <laughs> log. Yep. <laughs> and and she says Phlox is, is affected too, so she's screwed. She has no idea how to fix anything. She does the, and that was nearly two days ago. So she's going <laughs> to narrate, T'Pol is going to narrate this episode, and narration is good. Hey, speaking of narration... Uh, mm. I have two audiobooks. Well, a lot more than that, but two of them that are worth the shit that I narrated <laughs> that you can download and it helps support the show. Yeah. The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins and The Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders. Two very, very different books, but they are both on Audible. See, if you're a, a true crime nerd, that that would be amazing to have that. So I think it's the thing that I've done that has sold the most, which I was kind of mm-hmm. shocked by because it's an encyclopedia in audio format. Right. But uh, right. apparently <laughs> people are into that. So, OK, that's, then that's cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I find it interesting that she has a lot. There's like this big notebook with tons of paper and there's a like paper that she's had. She has stuck on the walls and stuff. And I'm I'm sitting there thinking I presumed that we would have moved away from paper i'm surprised to see so much of it on her desk definitely her like archer he mm-hmm. has the little notebook our, that our has, little notebook yeah that has, that has vexed us we think we figured it out that it's letters to his father but uh, yes which yes. still makes me just shiver uh, <laughs> but I get that Archer would have that. Her, I don't get it. I don't get that. Yeah, a bunch of papers around? I don't... But, but, mm. what? But, okay, then. Yeah. I mean, that's just weird. Like a manual kind of notebook sitting there, which is weird. In her diddly-doo, diddly-doo, diddly-doo <laughs> flashback, they found this black hole, and they're like, holy shit, it's a trinary star system uh, black mm-hmm. black hole. They have three stars, which... Yeah. All right, cool. She's super excited about it. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that existing. Why not? Why not mm-hmm. have five of yeah. them? I don't know. Jesus. Yeah. I, the one at the center of the galaxy has to have like a trillion stars. Millions. Flipping around yeah. it. So yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Um, it'll take him a couple of days. Ahab is like, go there. Let's go. Let's do it. Adventure! And he mentions to Trip, hey, my chair sucks. and okay i have a problem with this it's not an adjustable seat apparently not this is not new technology (laughs) i mean it should be adjustable that's awesome all of my every chair i have is adjustable 
<laughs> That's fucking dumb. The eugenics wars were really tough on office furniture technology. <laughs> we lost a lot of the of the of those notes and that data. Every IKEA was destroyed. Oh, that's fine. Every office depot was wiped out, and it was kind of like losing the library of Alexandria. It was just oh, gone, sure. and so now we have no idea how to do things like email or um, um, adjust our chairs, and it's right, rough. right. It's a tough time for humanity. I love the uh, the line because Trip is like, um, "I was gonna purge the impulse manifolds," and I'm like, "That is great techno techno babble because it's somehow work." But who knows what the fuck it is? <laughs> it's it's beautiful. It does sound like a shitball chore, though. Yeah. It does sound like something that you pawn off on somebody else. But somehow it's bullshit. <laughs> At the same time, it's really well done. <sighs> um, what's really fun in this scene when she's like, "Yeah, look, bl- black holes. Look, mm-hmm. look at that." Uh, there is a graphic on the screen that they're looking at. It's kind of broken up into sections. Bottom right mm. cracked me up so hard because it's this really bad sort of like early 80s animation of a black hole. Like it looks like something oh. that maybe was on the original Cosmos or something. But like oh, how funny. Carl Sagan would never because it looks so bad. Like it, it, huh. it looks way worse than that. I don't know enough about digital art, uh, but w- I'm sure that oh, me neither. people when they see this, they go, oh, oh, it's that thing like is it line vectors or something like that? Like there were mm-hmm. a whole bunch of video games like asteroids and oh, a couple okay. other things that have this type of very specific white on black animations. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's just like ancient. It, it just looks really, really funny because there's other better huh. stuff going on. And they were like, I don't know, put like a eighties looking thing on the bottom, right? <laughs> so it's showing a, a black hole, but sort of like the old way that we saw a black hole that where it, pulls mm-hmm. stuff down mm-hmm. but in reality a black hole just spins around and you see a black hole like th- there is a shot of this black hole and it's it just a, a round thing that spit stuff yeah. is spinning around which is what it is yeah but in the in the graphic you're seeing like the old style where it's like um a a sheet and someone dropped a very heavy ball oh, right. onto it, and it's pulling down. Right, with and like a grid. Yes, yeah. yes, a gri- there's a sort of grid type <laughs> thing. And Got the it. other, the suns are like sort of spinning around it and going down, like it's yeah. a coin machine from back when, you know, when you, <laughs> it'd be on the little ramp, and so you, you put the, the coin the little ramp, and it goes wee, 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 all the way down. <laughs> yeah, I know what That's what it looks like, but it's a digital, oh, like, asteroids-looking animation. It's awesome funny i don't know why it's there it's funny because i noticed something like the next scene um i I can only assume it's the next day because to paul and ahab say good morning but then i noticed something about the room everything has a label every single panel in the room everything on the shelf above his desk has a label oh like this is panel 85 c b 6284 zero four ig of 42 why does every single panel in his room have a label oh actually that's weird no see that makes more sense to me than what i thought you meant before that where i thought you you meant like he went around with a label maker and was like shelf on (laughs) left wall and then another one like bookshelf and then in parentheses under it do not put 
any books on the shelf on the left wall that is not, I th- okay I th- really thought okay it's part numbers it's part numbers right, for right. when they're sticking it all like, together I think that's awesome that's uh sure. they're they're putting the shit together and everything has a, like a little uh, part number code or something that actually <laughs> okay, I, seems, I, that's that seems weird you know no I think that's good hard sci-fi to be perfectly honest I feel like the label would be on the back maybe so but I have to deal with a lot of like uh, equipment electronic equipment oh, in my job so we have to be yeah. real precise with that's different uh, part numbers and stuff yeah in order yeah. to get everything to work together so to me this makes perfect sense <laughs> Okay, then I'll forget about it. Then. <laughs> no, I really thought you meant you meant like he was like my chair, and he. Like, I've got a label maker with the little label maker thing, and and it prints out. This is Jonathan's panel on his wall, ahead of the desk to the left in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are entirely listener-supported and want to avoid corporate ads. So please sign up to support us at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. You can always leave a tip at paypal.me slash Star Trek stuff. And write a note if you have a small business or charity you'd like to promote with your donation. Thanks for your support. A credit pops up here. Oh. Um, The writer is Chris Black. And he's done mm-hmm. other episodes before and everything, but I looked mm-hmm. more at his IMDb page, and one mm-hmm. of his writing credits stood out to me. It was called Cleopatra 2525. Oh my God. I have here the uh, synopsis or description or whatever you fuck call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so, I'm so happy about this. <laughs> An exotic dancer, cryogenically frozen in the year 2001 is accidentally thought out in 2525 by two <laughs> female warriors who are fighting against evil robots which have taken over the world. The three join <laughs> forces and try to escape the underground caverns to which humanity has been banished, meeting up with all sorts of strange creatures along the way. Starring Gina Torres. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's like Doctor Who. Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> so, so I remember that show being on. It was like a late night, um, you know, between infomercials type of show. Was it a show? That was a movie. Was it a movie? I thought it was a TV I thought show. It was a movie. Hold on. Oh well. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> nope, you're right. It was a TV show. Sci-fi. Uh, yep, two seasons. Holy oh, wow. shit! Ahab and T'Pol are talking. They're kind of having, you know, morning briefing. Uh, Reed wants to talk to Ahab about like a security protocol. Chef is sick with some kind of virus and Hoshi wants to do the cooking for everyone. And I'm sitting there thinking, like when I first watched this episode, I remember thinking someone as high strung as Hoshi is not going to do this well. (laughs) Like, I mean, even if what happens didn't happen, She's still not going to handle this well. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, I I get real particular about regional food where I'm from, you know, family recipe stuff or whatever. Yeah. 
I do feel some sympathy for her here, but I love sure. where it goes. I love what happens with this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I really, I really love her. So, um, so Ahab tells to Paul that he's been asked to write the preface for a biography of his father. And he's like freaking out. I mean, he is freaking out. And he asks her to read it when he's done. Um, she still has that horrible yellow eyeshadow on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And she she helps him by telling him, you know, focus on one incident that exemplifies your relationship with him and his daddy issues. Oh, God, this is all about his daddy issues. Jesus. <laughs> She's sitting there thinking like, oh, God, his daddy issues are back. Great. <laughs> Haven't had to put up with this for a while, but here we fucking are. Thanks a lot, asshole who asked him to do the preference. You know, yeah. (sighs) Fuck you, random house. Father! He tells her, oh, that's a logical approach, you know. But that is, to me, right here, because he asks her if she could write it for him. And to me, that was the first moment of trouble. (laughs) You know, this was the first moment where it was like, dun, 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 you know. I took that to be where they meant it to be funny on the page mm-hmm. and he just right. didn't deliver it. Yeah, that makes sense. At this point with their relationship, how they've kind of built their trust and whatever, uh-huh. he'd be kidding, but he says it with a <laughs> serious face and I'm like, He does. Why? It's not, it doesn't work right. At the time it clanged for me, but <laughs> now it makes sense. I mean, he can be funny. There's plenty of times when he was funny in Quantum Leap and, mm-hmm. and on this show too, but... He doesn't always get it right. He's not a comedy actor. Quantum Leap, just the nature of that show, he had to do a little bit of everything. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. This kind of love drives a woman insane. You broke my will. Who what a thrill. Goodness gracious, great balls of fire. I forgot what she says. She has a line that's like... I'm hardly qualified. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> this kitchen scene is great. One, we get to see the galley for the first time. Yep. The spinach was from like Riza or something. Is that right? Yeah. It, it, he said Minarin, but I don't. I didn't catch what planet was it was from. And it's evidently orange. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand how a plant could not be green. Like, isn't that a function of photosynthesis? Uh, I mean... I guess it could be different on another planet with like different light or something. Whatever. I'm not a fucking exobiologist. Yeah. It just didn't seem right to me. I was like, okay, whatever. M- most plants, Orange leaves. Yeah, most plants that we see in Trek on various planets are green just because that's what mm-hmm. they have laying around. They didn't. Yeah, well, that's where they're filming too. Yeah. <laughs> Want to take the time to paint them all orange or something. They might have had it growing in like a aeroponics bay or something. That's true. Do we have a hydroponics bay? They have never mentioned it, so I'm just giving this a lot of leeway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would be cool. We have one on Voyager, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I don't think there's one on the Protostar, or if there is, we haven't seen it, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy who's she's talking to in the kitchen, mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for saying this, that is the most punchable face I have ever seen in he my really, life. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm not alone. I just... <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, I didn't even bother learning his name. I just called him Rando Bruman. Yeah. <laughs> as as bad as it is in this scene, I looked at his IMDb and I was just like, oh my god, I want to fucking deck that guy. I, <laughs> he could be cool as shit. I don't know. I'm sorry, but he just has that face. He has that sort yeah. of like yeah. David Pakman face that you just think like, yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like I could pretty easily just like smack the shit out of that guy. <laughs> Kind of the Stephen Miller kind of, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Just being. really like to hit him. (laughs) I don't know why. Yeah. I feel bad about it. I understand. No, it's fine. You should feel bad. She wants to make her family's version of Odang. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Mm. But she's going to make it from scratch. And I'm like, trouble, red alert. Like, this is right here. I'm like, uh-uh, she's not going to do this well. Nope, 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 this is not going to go well. There's a great show called Samurai Gourmet that introduced me to Odin. Mm-hmm. They just kind of keep like this salty broth going. Mm-hmm. And the food is just in there and then you just take it out and it's it's super simple. And like, it looks like one of those nice sort of refreshing kind of meals Mm-hmm. Like a like a like a rainy day th- kind of thing. It yeah. just sounds really cool. I'd like to, I'd love to try this. The French do that too. They'll have just like a pot on the stove at all times that's just leftover chicken from another meal in it and leftover vegetables or whatever. And it's just kind of like a a constant available soup. Cool. I can't remember what it's called though. Well, we do have some listeners in France, so. Uh, oh, cool. Y'all please write in Hello. and let us know what that is. Tell us all about how that works. And let me know if I'm totally wrong. <laughs> I don't mind. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. On the internet, people can send you messages all the time. People you don't even want to hear from. So in Flox Bay, something happens which is great, which is we call back to a previous episode. Mm-hmm. Travis right. s- brings up that, that episode where he got matrixed or whatever. <laughs> yeah the cool ass alien repair station yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, sure we'll fix your ship but it will cost Still. you <laughs> when he walks in Flox is grinding herbs in a mortal mortar and pestle cool and he's he's like super grumpy and like he just wants some Tylenol and he's like it would be irresponsible of me to, to examine you and like I wanted to check you out anyway because of what happened at the, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Phlox gets super dark and scary. Yeah. Oh, that's good. He gets really dark in this episode. It could be argued, like you said, that the first hint that something is off is when Archer is like, oh, can you uh, write it for me or whatever? Yeah. That could be the case. But what sells it, but what makes you go, wait, 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 wait. Is Flox mm-hmm. because there's nobody yes. on this ship that we trust more than Flox. Like the dude is the best. Exactly. So yeah. doing yeah. it this way, where it's like when a Flox starts to give you weird vibes, it's like, oh yeah, now Something's it's seriously on. wrong. Yeah. There's a transition here where we cut to the bit with the chair, yeah. where Florida Man is working on that chair, and it's mm-hmm. like a dental drill sound. Oh, it's so a dental drill. Oh my god. <laughs> what's so funny it's like he's giving the chair a root canal with a canister of gas and what looks like a tattoo gun (laughs) it's so weird it's a it's a florida e situation absolutely (laughs) get some compressed air in there and 
go to town. I got compressed flammable gas, <laughs> and you need a tattoo. <laughs> Let's do this. Yep. <laughs> we'll do it really fast. <laughs> the best way to get through a tattoo is do it real, real quick. <laughs> Uh, what I noticed, though, is starting in this scene, his accent starts to get more and more pronounced. Mm. Did you notice that? Uh, no, not particularly. It's, but that's it really awesome. does. It starts to get more and more like super Florida man as the episode goes on. Like by the end, he's like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's fantastic work from Connor Trenier then, because absolutely, yeah. You know how much I hate when people shit on Discovery. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not doing, and especially Sonequa Martin Green. Sure. I think she's wonderful. But oh yeah, um, in scenes where she, where Burnham gets angry at stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. where she's yelling, mm-hmm. Alabama starts showing up. Yeah, like that's where Sonequa Martin Green is from, and that starts to come out. So like Connor Trenier, by contrast is just getting more into the character because the character would get more Florida. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, when she gets angry, she doesn't sound like uh, a woman who grew up on Vulcan anymore. <laughs> that's hilarious. I need to I need to rewatch like the whole series, and I am definitely going to look out for that. So T'Pol is sitting on the bridge as well, and she's like, please stop. And he's like, I thought you had like super mental discipline, lady, you know, and she's like, we also have really sensitive hearing. And he just goes right back to drilling with the tattoo gun. It's really fucking hilarious. <laughs> she's so good in this. Well, she's she always is. good, but like, yeah. just incredibly annoyed and trying not to show it yeah. is yeah. is a difficult thing to do. She just leaves the bridge. Especially when you can't breathe because you're wearing, you know, whatever. God, no kidding. Uh, corset thing that they, I'm sure that they had underneath. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. There isn't even any room for that. I don't, yeah, I don't know. There's no. <laughs> never mind. She just hasn't eaten. Yeah. Um. In in a year or so. My metabolism simply doesn't accept food. She's very coolly just leaves to go work in her quarters, which is very smooth. I love the sound of the. I don't love it. I don't it's, love it. It's awful. <laughs> it's a great choice, I should mm-hmm. say, mm-hmm. Uh, of that dental drill sort of thing because that's where Flox is going to go, sort of yeah. eventually. Like that sort of. Th- that yeah. ugh, that scary sound uh-huh. that's really really smart it's fantastic mm-hmm. trip annoying to paul is fucking hilarious it is it's, so it's funny always I funny love it. i want it to happen all the time he's so good at it <laughs> she's so good at like being annoyed and acting like she's not annoyed yeah and we're still able to read all of that oh I yeah love that so much she's so good she's so good Jolene, Jolene. ahab shows up in the armory and reed is like so excited to tell him about what actually becomes, you know, later, Red Alert. They don't talk about it, you know, this way, but this is kind of giving us the history of Red Alert, which is pretty cool. Um, and Ahab's like, no, we're, we're not a warship. And Reed, like, gives him a list of why it's necessary. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, do it, dude. You really need this, you know. Yeah, Reed's not wrong. No. They're, like, bad at what they do. Yeah. <laughs> He is definitely not wrong, yeah. I mean, they fucked up a whole planet because, like, he forgot his cell phone last time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're not good at this. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so Ahab tells him to get some feedback from other people and get back to him. And he's also like, don't 
call it something less aggressive than battle stations. Which I guess, yeah. All right, let's take about 20% off there, Squirrely Dan. Yeah, sure, okay. Star Trek Beyond, I think? Mm -hmm. Or was it Into Darkness? No, it was Into Darkness, mm -hmm. where Scotty's like, this is not who we should be. We right. should not be a, a warship. We should not be a, a military military. You know, we're mm -hmm. a, an exploration organization. We're mm -hmm. a diplomatic, this is, that's who we should be. And I'm surprised that, but I like that. Mm -hmm. Archer is the one that goes, no. We're not, yeah. Re reel in the soldier shit, buddy. Pump the brakes right there. We're back in the cafeteria. Yeah. I have totally been Hoshi in this situation. <laughs> Cooked for a bunch oh, of people. Oh, me too. And me just too. just terrified. Oh, God. You're just so, so terrified and like uh, on, on pins and needles. What pisses me off about this episode is they give us no time frames whatsoever. Oh, that's true. Like, this could be... Three hours later, it could be the next day. We have no idea. And that annoyed me about this episode because they just switch back and forth to different areas of the ship and different conversations and stuff. And it's like, how long is this taking? If they had given me like day one, 9 a.m. Or, or something like that, I would have really appreciated it. That would have been cool. Because it's so hard to tell how fast is this happening? And no one would have complained about it, especially then, because like I think 24 was the biggest thing on television. Mm -hmm. So people True. were real into seeing like... Time okay, frame. You know, <laughs> 9 a.m., 9.30, you know, 10 a.m., all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no one would have minded one bit. Not at all, yeah. So Reed and Florida Man are working on their respective obsessions, and Florida Man's like, is a cup holder too much? There's going to be like tactical displays. And Florida Man suggests Reed alert as a joke. And Reed is like, I love that. <laughs> That's quite good. Uh, yeah. quite right. he, he seriously like looks up and is like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reed alert. Those two have been through the, the shuttle pod episode, mm -hmm. uh, which I think also affected last episode. Yeah. So them arguing, kind of like being weird and sniping at each other, mm -hmm. it's really good. It's really it smart is. to have these two specifically mm -hmm. be enemies again. It means, yeah. you know, something went wrong. Yeah. Hoshi is concerned that Reed didn't eat it. And he's like, basically, he's like sitting there and he's like, nah, I'm not hungry. But he's like, it's a little salty. And she does not take it well. <laughs> like, everything goes downhill for her right then. This is what's so great about this scene is that there's those two mm -hmm. and... They're supposed to be getting along better than this. Of course, mm -hmm. we haven't seen enough of Hoshi to know how normally insecure she would be or nervous that she would <laughs> right. be about, about what well, literally anything. Yeah. Uh, other than, uh, do I belong here? Which right. Was episode three or something. But, yeah. Oh, uh, episode two, really? <laughs> oh, it was. Yeah. Because yeah, it was, was the one like... after the two-parter. So, yeah, uh -huh. episode two. Do I belong here? Am I the slug? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> but having her also just start to react a little bit harder, it's just not to the point where it's worrying yet. And I mm -hmm, love the way mm -hmm. that this starts to build and everything sort of starts to build up from here, really. Yeah. Like yeah. You, you saw something, eh, maybe, eh, you know, not outside the realm of normal behavior before mm -hmm. this. But here is where you start to go. This seems weird. All right. Just just slightly weird like it just mm -hmm. slowly slowly builds and i love that about this episode and that's why i think the the time 
stamp would have been so effective because mm-hmm. then you could see like it's been a couple hours and now they're acting even weirder. It's been half an hour and they're acting even weirder. You know, like the the progression of time would have been really interesting to see. Also, like Hoshi, don't worry about an Englishman complaining about seasoning. Like, don't. don't. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Do not. Do not worry about that. <laughs> 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 that should not be something that sets off alarm bells for you. Uh-uh. Nope. So then we're in Flox Bay, right? And Flox uh-huh. is, is starting to get a, a little more intense on Mayweather. But it's still like you trust Flox so much. Mm-hmm. You just you want to believe. Yeah. Maybe there is some cause of concerning because the, the, the guy just goes in there with a headache and Flox right. is like, oh, mm, but you might have a or a fourth or yeah, yeah. <laughs> porgablem or you know, yeah. whatever. Make up, you know, brain disease thing, whatever that he could be carrying. Yeah. And he just kind of keeps going. And I still can't quite make up my mind about Anthony Montgomery's performance in this whole thing. For, mm-hmm. for one, he's totally unaffected by this virus apparently no no he's the one he starts panicking because of uh because he he needs to go to his duty shift later on he gets really freaked out about it uh, everything that, that happens with him in this to me still works because they have been writing the character as if he was much younger than yeah. he is anyway mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Y- you know like it's all written as if he's a little kid yeah. Either a little kid or a teenager. More like a teenager, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I just I, I hate that so much for him. I know, yeah. For the actor. Because it, it to me that did not translate at all because of how badly they have treated the character up to this point. Mm-hmm. It only becomes really apparent much later. At this point he's just like, I need to get the fuck out of here, you know, and, and that seems completely reasonable. Um, whereas Flox is like convinced there's something hiding in his brain. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and he puts he puts milk toast into the MRI, but like it's not really obvious for milk toast because it's like he, you know, it's evident that he's been there for hours, yeah, and he just wants to leave. So that it doesn't seem as as obvious until later. The Ted Bundy case remains one of the most fascinating true crime stories ever told. Now the Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders is on Audible, and downloading it supports this show. The Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders by Kevin Sullivan. Available now on Audible. If you didn't know shit was starting to get dark already, Mm -hmm. then this next scene for sure... Oh my God, yes. In my mind. So Ahab's in his quarters trying to tell this simple story about his dad. And Porthos is on the bed, like super hungry. And he's just like, he's just looking at Ahab like, please, you know. And he seems so tiny on the bed in that first shot. I don't know why. Something about the angle. Um, And unless you're not paying attention, you were starting to see the theme. You know, the hyper focus on some kind of trivial matter. And Ahab is having a really hard time getting the words out like he's struggling and poor Porthos borks and Ahab won't feed him he's like being mean to him he's being mean to him and the 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 banging music starts up again and Porthos borks again and Ahab yells at him and then um he jumps off his he her um jumps off into the onto his bed and pouts it's so upsetting let the hate flow through you 
if you're Archer and you're beaming to Porthos, we know Something's, something is seriously uh-huh. up. Plus, like you said, we get the, the danger plinks. Pling, mm-hmm. pling, dong, 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 dong. Yeah. 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 Danger keys. Danger keys? <laughs> Maybe danger, danger keys. keys. Maybe that's what we call <laughs> this. Uh, I think I wait, I wrote it somewhere. Where does, uh, I thought at the very beginning. Yeah, danger piano. That's perfect. Yeah, danger piano. <laughs> I yep. think we have an episode title. Danger oh, yeah. Piano. Danger Piano. Yeah. So we get back from what's obviously commercial break, and T'Pol is in her room, and Florida Man comes in to bring her some equipment that she needed. And she's like, There's this radiation from this trinary star, and she's needing to identify it. And he thinks this is payback. Like him having to bring this to her is payback from him being an asshole on the bridge. It's not. She's a fucking Vulcan. <laughs> how how many times do they... Oh, my God. It, they just automatically assume she has, you know, these emotions. And she's like, no, I'm a Vulcan. Honest to God. Nowhere in this scene does T'Pol say why he's there. It, it, it right. does get brought up later. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I'm sitting there going like, why is he there? Yeah, yeah. She there's a bat in my attic. Called him. Like, I, honest <laughs> to God, thought this yeah. was. Like, I was like, what's what's she doing? Yeah. Honest to God, for a second, I was reading this scene like she like booty called him up there, and <laughs> <laughs> and he just has brain worms, so he's just being a jerk and yeah. storms out, and she's like, oh fuck. A woman asking a man to come over late at night to her house. Come on. No, she does say, she says, I need your help setting this up. And he's like, full Floridaness is coming in. And he's like, I don't have time to cater your whims. Which you find out later. It's yeah, not, yeah, that my yeah. point is, it's not in this scene. So it's just no, like, you're right. You're right. What is she doing? <laughs> like, yeah, it is kind of weird. I was like, bro, what? The, the last <laughs> word he says is he storms out is ass while her mm-hmm. ass is dead center shot. <laughs> Fuck's sake. <laughs> Are you kidding? I've totally missed that. Oh my it's god! It's like the director is just kind of like wink. Oh <laughs> or man, her ass is dead center as he says, "ass." Just in case you guys at home are missing it. Yeah, yeah. Look at her Jesus. ass. Oh god. <laughs> so she's finally getting it. For some reason, it takes her way too long to get this. He gives her this long lecture about who's most important. It's the crew. And who's the most important member of the crew? The captain. And if the captain, you know, or something, I mean, he just goes into this long, bizarre, like, rant about how important this chair is. You know, <laughs> yeah, and I'm just like, totally. oh my God, what the fuck is happening to him? You know? <laughs> I kind of get her um, taking a while for this because these people are just fucking insane. Exactly. It, and I, I, I don't blame her right. for being like, okay, they're just being a little extra today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. She's like, okay, he's pouring on a little bit of extra panhandle. I, I right. Just, it's, I'll just, oh, fuck, it's just one of these days. <laughs> yeah, sorry the Florida Gators lost, okay? I guess you're just going to take this out on me today. Right, right. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, Jaguars lost. Okay, great. Okay. (laughs) Fucking hell. (laughs) This job. Down in Flox Bay, Flox and Milk Toast are doing this, like, very short Dr. Evil to Milk Toast Scott Evil thing 
like where milk toast tries to say something and Phlox goes shh, shh. <laughs> that thing it's really yeah. funny yeah it is this is where milk toast starts to you start to notice that he's going overboard because he's like um, he's not going to make a shift on time. He's going to be busted down to like scrubbing maintenance closet number four, whatever. And he starts really like you can see the anxiety level like creeping up and like his his obsession is getting to work. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you're right. No, right. But at the time, I just didn't see it. I just thought mm-hmm. like, God, they really just write him like he's fucking 17 years old. Well, Dude, like he's a, he, like he's a nerd, like he's a teenage nerd. Oh no, I have to get to class on time. He literally says something about his permanent record. Yeah, yeah, he does. But they've re- underwritten the character and like aged the character down pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, th- th- so I just r- rolled with it. Honestly, I just thought yeah. like, God, when are they gonna like let him do shit? Right. <laughs> when are they gonna develop him a little bit more? Jesus yeah, fucking Christ! Yeah. I'm trying to remember. You know, I I haven't been watching the show because I, because we're doing this podcast so I haven't really watched um, ahead too much and I can't remember whether they do develop him later seasons or not I, I just can't remember this is highly improbable Phlox like roofies him yes <laughs> and the doom piano returneth uh huh blink blink and he goes down so hard too because like like he slips him the, you know he, he says well at least let me give you basically Tylenol, you know, and uh, hits him with the, the hypo spray, and he just goes... Yeah, it's great. And then he straps him down. That is that is where I went, oh, because oh, oh. not only is he, like, laying... You know, he's... he's I mean, he's unconscious, but Phlox straps him in, yeah. which is not okay. <laughs> That's so fucked. Yeah. I love it. It's such a great touch to make you just go, oh, shit. Ooh, no, 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 yeah. no. Not Flogs. <laughs> uh, Malcolm and Trip argue some more. There's just kind mm-hmm. of more. It's just escalating what they were doing before. So right. that's, that's fine. That totally works. It just sort I of love escalates the, it a bit. Yeah. I love the line, though, because he's like, read alerts seemed a bit narcissistic. <laughs> 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 The whole scene is awesome, though, because the the obsessions are getting so much worse. Yeah. And the blocking is really good, too, because, like, Reed comes in, he hands him the pad, and Florida Man just moves it away from, you know, away from him. And every time Reed picks it up and hands it to him again, he you know, they, they kind of walk around the engineering um, area, and every time he hands it to him, he puts it back down. You know, it's, yeah. it's really kind of cool. They did it well. Yeah. I'll look at it later. Yeah. These two are getting better and better at having scenes together. Definitely. Cutting back to the galley, uh, this whole Hoshi thing with her starting to freak out in the kitchen and just screaming yeah. carrots is awesome. <laughs> I've never loved her more. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <sighs> And she relieves the guy. She's like, you're relieved. Get out. <laughs> With your punchable face. Yeah. <laughs> your uh, punchable face can report somewhere the fuck else. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Uh, there's just like random sandwich stuff out. Mm-hmm. And, and later on, a thing comes up about sandwiches or something. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, that doesn't explain why it's out now no like, it doesn't <laughs> and among the sandwich stuff are craft singles 
oh my god i didn't notice that all i saw was the head of like iceberg lettuce and giant tomatoes that's all i saw i just hope that in the future along with racism and capitalism and all this all the stuff that's ruining the world mm-hmm. that we could also leave craft singles <laughs> that shit is disgusting they're perfect for grilled cheese sandwiches though they are perfect actual cheese is even better oh i know but they're just the right size <laughs> <laughs> and they move they melt really well that's i mean it's cheese food but it's you know <laughs> it's chewed C-H-O-O-D. Cheesed food? With a question mark. (laughs) Creating this show isn't easy or cheap, so please sign up at patreon.com slash Star Trek stuff. You can leave a quick five-star review on iTunes. Send the show link to a Trekkie you know today. Thank you for all your support. So who knows how long later, because there's, you know, you have no concept of time and how, how... quickly it's passing in this episode right paul walks into the armory and reed's sitting there and he's like clearance code and he's like i sent you an email with your code and she's like i haven't been back to my desk like chill out dude and he uses all of his muscles in his face in this scene like Every muscle that he has in his face, he is working it. Dominic Keating just going like all intense guy is awesome. She finally figures out something super wrong because she's, he's like armed. From my cold dead hands. And he's completely gone apeshit. He starts making fun of Ahab eating breakfast with the crew and watching water polo. And she's like, okay, so you got all these new protocols. Did you run these by the captain or whatever? And he's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then he's like, I'll take it to Starfleet. I felt like there was an opportunity to say, like, I'll take over command myself or something where it's like, yeah, we know. okay, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. someone has gone mad with uh, power Power, or whatever. Total tin pot dictator. Yeah. I don't know why that wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It was like it was like, I will tell on him. (laughs) It's like if you're being like, you know, testosterone, like. A freak out security guy. Take it all the way. Like do a mutiny and take over the ship, or at least threaten to, and then don't because, Mm -hmm. like, ultimately you're you're not gonna fucking do that. No, exactly. His delivery in this scene, like when he's super intense, Mm -hmm. it's almost Garth Marenghi. ish (laughs) I've got two words for you, Sanj. Telekinesis. He's kind of chewing the scenery just a little. You know, maybe if everyone you ever knew died, you'd be mean too. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she kind of sneaks out and is like, "Okay, that's fine. I'll just walk this way." One thing that's good about this scene is that it does clear up why Trip was called to to Paul's quarters. Right. Because there wasn't a reason given in that scene, like like I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. But she says in this scene, "Well, I asked Trip to come up here to to install whatever, mm-hmm. so I can work from home. Basically, <laughs> yeah. is what it yeah. was. I don't know why that wasn't in the scene originally because I was very confused as to why he was there. I know. Other than booty call shit, so I was glad that this. Uh, whoops into this scene this Mm -hmm, bit of dialogue mm -hmm. that it finally explained it yeah so we're back to the beginning of the episode where she was recording the log and she's like she realizes that she's immune you know lucky her um and but the captain isn't and she's like ahab walks into engineering and i love this scene it is so funny yeah (laughs) it's great 
Oh my God. It's between the two of them. It's like he walks into engineering. Florida man is holding his old chair and he's like, this is an old chair. How dare. Oh my God. And he's like, I'm going to build you a throne. (laughs) Then he he uses this uh, parametric scan. I don't know what the hell that is. And he Arabs Ahab's like, wait, isn't that used on like, you know, something techno babble? And he's like, Trip's like, you won't feel a thing. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's perfect delivery. It really too. is. You won't, it, you won't feel a thing. And he's stoked. I love his energy in yeah. this because, you know, it, it's all been his obsession with the chair mm-hmm. has all been this real negative, you know, place. Mm-hmm. And then. He's just as obsessed, but he's had a breakthrough. Yeah, he yeah. knows what he's going to do. <laughs> so it's the same uh, obsession, but the energy is like redirected uh, into this positive place. Yeah. And I love that it's there for a little while. It it's is. Great. And Ahab starts reading his preface and it is horrible. <laughs> it's so bad. It's like really like um, flowery, uh, extreme language and like, you know, no man has given so much for, you know, it, it's really ridiculous. And Florida man's like, how long is it? Or ask him something. He's like, it's 19 pages. And he's like, what the hell? <laughs> and he tells him it's horrible. And it's just hilarious. Yeah. And he had only been asked to do one page. Mm. And he's in like 19 pages. Too long. This scene in the galley is awesome. Oh, God, yeah. You've got Hoshi and Archer and Paul just watching this going like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Yeah, she tells him to fix himself a sandwich. <laughs> With craft singles. And then he goes over and grabs the giant thing of soup and she's like, no, give me that. It's not done. It's not ready. And like they're fighting over this huge thing of soup. And then Reed sets off the damn alarm. So and this alarm is intensely loud. Yeah. I was wearing headphones when I watched the show and I was like, oh, God. Oh, ow. There's some fantastic sound design yeah. in this episode, isn't there? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. horrible. Yes. Uh, Dennis drill sort of sound, mm-hmm. uh, which is used in transition from a, the, that scene with Flocks, where like you know he's going to be drilling into somebody's skull later. It's sort of like a foreshadowing or something like that. So that sound, while Trip is working on the chair at first, and then mm-hmm. this klaxon thing, yeah. where the, and he's got a couple oh. different klaxons, uh, this alarm sounds, uh-huh. which, which we heard <laughs> in the earlier uh, scene. Uh, they're both just like perfectly annoying and awful. This bothered me a little bit because I'm like, T'Pol does know that shit is going wrong, right? So instead she comes to the galley and wants to get some soup? I mean, you gotta eat. Eh. I guess, (laughs) yeah. I don't know. I just was like, what? It's like those Taco Bell commercials that they have now where somebody's completely in the middle of something like amazing or life-changing and then they just drop it and go get a taco. Oh my God, I haven't seen those. <laughs> Maybe Plomeek Broth is just... Her taco. It's just her tacos. <laughs> and I get that. Yeah, yeah. That's understandable. I love the little tacos. I love them good. On the bridge, Reed is just fucking disgusted with everybody. He is just like had it he's like he tells the captain how long it took him to get there and ahab's like i didn't authorize a drill and he's like it wouldn't be a drill if everybody knew about it sir oh man does not come off well this is my favorite part though florida camp man comes onto the bridge 
and Reed shouts at him how long it took him to get to the bridge. And he gives Reed the most fuck you face I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's so funny. Rules. Oh, I love it. Yeah. He starts badgering the captain about his chair, like what color he wants it and stuff. And the ominous music, even though this is a very funny scene, the music is getting deeper and scarier. And like, you know, the, the what is it? What did we say it was? Something piano? Danger piano. Yeah. Danger piano gets much more intense. Um, and, and what's funny, though, is when he's describing the chair it has secondary helm control and like access to weapons and stuff. And I'm like, that's exactly what the, you know, later incarnations of the captain's chair do. So it was pretty cool in that way. You are absolutely completely right about the music. I mm. had the same thing written. I said, you know, without the music going like plink, plink, mm -hmm. this could have been wacky. This oh, could have been totally wacky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> could have been completely fucking zany even uh, when they're like throwing start throwing each other around and like oh, Archer's yeah. like i don't care what, the, what about color the it is yeah it's like and if you ever set off that alarm again i'll fucking shoot you he literally <laughs> says he will shoot him. yeah he will i will take you out and shoot you yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah. um yeah he he throws trip against one wall throws reed against the other wall and then the camera i love this too camera pans back to florida man who's looking at reed like nah, nah. <laughs> like it's so funny he's it's gonna shoot best. you it's so funny oh and then to <laughs> finally is in the background like i think this is getting serious the next scene where she goes into the ready room there is something perfect about Archer being barefoot. Yeah. I don't know if that was a deliberate like choice or whatever, but mm -hmm. something about him just being barefoot makes this work yeah. so much better. Yeah, cuz like he's, he's in a, he's in it the rest of his uniform is still on. Like he's yeah. it's not unzipped or anything, but he's got no boots and no socks on Some, something about that tells you like okay we have the cray cray mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and he's just like go away he's like turned into like a 16 year old boy <laughs> and he just does not give a shit um and there's this moment where she thinks she's i think i think she thinks he's she's getting through to him because he like looks her right in the eye and he stands up and like stands really close to her and he just goes, I'm busy. And it's creepy, kind of. He's good in this scene. Mm -hmm. We know that uh, angry and stompy and uh, ob obsessive is not new territory no. for Captain Ahab <laughs> at all. But there's something different about it this time. Yeah. That I think Bakula makes it work really well. I guess she goes right from there to Phlox Bay because she go she walks in and Phlox is in his gear and everything, his like surgical gown and everything, and it's all black. And um, he's like, oh, to Paul, I'm so excited to see you. I'm about to take 12 millimeters of his parietal lobe out, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, not good. <laughs> very, very bad. Um, and she tries to tell him the entire crew is ill. And he's like, it'll just have to wait. All this is perfect. He's it so is. perfect in this. Because he really he's is good. like like Florida man in the previous scene where he's all stoked. 
he's now flipped that energy to like, yeah. ah, I, I have the solution. Yeah. <laughs> with this obsession and everything is going to be just fantastic. Uh-huh. And it's dark. It's yeah. really dark. So she gives she gives him the old VNP. Before that, like was she where he's got the scalpel and she just like kind of grabs his wrist oh. like look, um maybe not or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I forgot what the thing and he and he's like above your hand and he starts to like oh. point the scalpel toward her. Yeah. That is super super scary. That's fucking terrifying. It is. This is two scenes in a row where I like forgot that she's got super Vulcan strength. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They just did a really good job of making her look small, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, or like yeah. vulnerable or in danger or however you want to put it. Yeah, because realistically, she could like throw Archer across the because he, exactly because he sort of shoves her out of the room. Oh, he practically picks her up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like kind of picks her up and brings her out there, and, and, and mm-hmm. it's like what the fuck. It tells us how bizarre this is for her. Yeah. Because she's yeah. like, no, seriously, I'm, I'm, I think I'm surrounded by crazy people. Because, yeah. like, yeah, she could, like, you know, just knock Archer out with, like, one hit or whatever. Yeah. Same thing with Phlox. He basically threatens her, mm-hmm. you know, sort of implies that she's under threat or whatever. And she, yeah. you feel like she actually is. Mm-hmm. And so she just kind of does this smart shit where she backs off a little bit and then just, like, Vulcan nerve pinches him yeah. and just knocks him out. <laughs> Oh, it's good. Has she done that b- before in an episode I so far? I don't know. I can't remember. I don't know. Maybe one time. I don't mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Y'all write in. Let us know. Yeah, I we can't. are Star Trek stuff at gmail.com. Please do. Um, so she's walking around with a medical scanner, uh, you know, in the hallways, and she sees that the I mean the crew has just like like fell wherever they were. Just like, you know, and again, in very unlikely positions, but I'm not going to bitch yeah. too much about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> True. Oh, God, Jesus. It's so, just TV, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. know. So the scanning of all the all the the work that Phlox did on milk toast has told her what's wrong. The radiation from the trinary star is is causing it. And while looking at other stuff, um, they have to go a very specific direction through the trinary star system to get everybody out of danger before they all die. I must pause here and say how incredibly unlikely it is that any type of radiation is only going to produce odd behavior. Surely <laughs> their livers are melting as well. <laughs> You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot more like uh, that scene in The Expanse where they're like, yeah. oh, nope, everyone here has been horribly irradiated. Just going to close big giant doors uh-huh. on y'all and uh-huh. let you melt. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. Yeah, they're not even like feeling hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just not plausible, <laughs> you know? I kind of anyway. wish that there were like lesions starting to appear on their yeah, skin or something. something else besides the odd behavior because it's just very implausible. If you're an audiobook listener, you can support the show by downloading The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on Audible. Hear inspiring stories of heroism during Europe's darkest hour. That's The Holocaust Saviors by Ryan Jenkins on audible back to suspending my disbelief she realizes that 
you know, she needs somebody else to pilot the ship through the star system because she has to, like, do stuff, too. Also in her research, she has discovered that the way to treat, at least temporarily, uh, this uh, this radiation poisoning is a shower. If you put a person in a shower (laughs) and just pour water on them and then yell at them, they'll be like, okay, for at least a little while or better temporarily. But yeah, she just kind of picks up Archer, drags him into his shower. Uh, He's still, I guess he's still barefoot, but yeah, he's still wearing his whole outfit or whatever and just turns the water on. And we've Uh seen the shower before. It was in like the second episode or something Mm -hmm. and uh, where he lost gravity in the shower. Mm -hmm. She just turns it on and then, and hands him coffee. Yeah. Like he just OD'd or something. Yeah. I don't know. I f- yeah. I feel like, like he's there was hung a time over. <laughs> in the 90s, like like before this, where there were several scenes where someone had kind of OD'd or, or what, uh, on whatever drug. Something, yeah. And then they got dragged into a bathtub and then mm-hmm. they just turned the shower on them. They're like, oh, whoa. No, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly okay. better. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, I'll take some of this coffee. And he's, <laughs> for some reason, there's a line about this coffee is lousy. Which yeah. is kind of funny because it's like, why would you rep? Why would you have in the machine? Because we've seen the beverage dispenser machine. It's it's like a, a replicator thing or whatever that just yeah yeah it just comes pouring out. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would bad coffee? Like, why would you put Waffle House coffee <laughs> in the system at all? Like, why not make it taste like I don't know gourmet good, somehow? Fruit, yeah, good, yeah, good fancy coffee. The coffee that uh, like monkeys shit out or whatever. Right, it's right, like right. You don't actually need the monkeys to shit anything out. You just make it kind of taste like that. Yeah. And if it's that good, it tasting I don't know seventy percent as much as the original is uh-huh. still going to be pretty damn good coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I love that someone went through the trouble making sure that Folgers is in the system. Yeah. <laughs> well, she obviously must have made it or something because she has a thermos with her. You know, like she brought a thermos along. She saw one of those movies I was talking exactly. about on movie night <laughs> where somebody OD'd and she was like, I know what to do. The humans need to be put in a shower and yeah. given bad coffee. <laughs> but awesome. yeah, she and she's like, she won't. He's like, turn it off. And she won't turn it off until he understands what she's saying. And he tells her to go to flocks. And she's like, no, dumbass. Flox is fucked up, too. You know, I Vulcan nerve pinched him. And then he's like, what is that? She's like, oh, and- it's really cool. I'll show you later. For some yeah. reason, Data will be able to do it, too. It's just for fun. It's, uh, don't, don't worry about canon shit with that. It's just silly. Yeah. And he asks about um, uh, Milk Toast, too. And she's like, he's been, you know, he's been knocked out. I wouldn't be coming to you unless I was. <laughs> oh, you fucking moron. Um, so, yeah, she needs him to pilot the ship because they need to fly through a short but dangerous path through the star system. Because otherwise, if they turn back, it would be like two more days of this radiation and everybody would die. Um, and if she isn't giving him course corrections, then he can't, you know, it, it takes two people, in other words. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he says, I'm in no condition to fly. And I'm like, no shit. At no point have you been in condition to lead this mission at all, <laughs> to be perfectly exactly. honest. To be perfectly frank, yeah. But um, your dad was famous, so exactly, here we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, during the commercial break, they go to the bridge and are somehow piloting out. Like, it's immediate. Um, he's doing a terrible job. 
like I would be doing. It's very, uh, okay, whoever's least drunk drives. (laughs) (laughs) It is, exactly, yeah. I mean the the coffee being there is that's that's part of, I feel like that's part of that too. Yeah. I mean we've all been there. Everybody's out partying and then we're like, "Oh shit, we have to leave." Somebody has oh, to drive. Fuck. Yeah. Who can who can drive? Can you drive? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. <laughs> Actually, the scene outside the ship is really well done. I think. Yeah, it looks good. It looks really good. Like they're flying through, you know, a huge debris field with massive rocks, you know, breaking up and hitting each other. And it's basically the scene in um, Empire Strikes Back when they're flying through the the asteroid field. Yeah, there's a lot of extra gas and stuff in there, Mm -hmm. too. It's like this yellowy kind of yellow orangey. Yeah. Fine, like really small rocks kind of bouncing off the hull and stuff. Mm -hmm. It, it, Mm -hmm. It looks really good for the time. A huge rock breaks up right in front of them and hits the ship. And at that moment, the read alert comes on and saves them. So, you know, she uses the phasers. They shoot the rocks and fly through. And they magically pop out the other side. To everyone's amazement. And I don't mean, like, (laughs) the characters in the show. I mean, all of us watching at home, we were like, wait a second. Mm -hmm. That was a different thread that tied into the, the ending. We... We connected a thing. They wrote it. They wrote a thing. Oh, my God. Do you mean they actually did it? It's so refreshing. Like, it's just, it felt Ah. so satisfying. Yeah. I absolutely loved the way that that tied together because it Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have to, didn't expect it to. No. And yet it did. And that Mm. that is what (laughs) better writing does. Uh-huh. This gets you those satisfying moments like at the end where you're like, yes, where Yay! things click into place. It's fantastic. Yeah. My big problem with this scene, though, is immediately everybody starts to wake up and is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, really? Come on. That radiation's hail, don't they? Yeah. And Florida Man wakes up and he's like, did we get good pictures of the black hole? <laughs> I'm just like, you're an idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Good thing you're pretty. Yeah. Good thing you're pretty. It's, it's really true. Um, and we we see that Travis is fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Flox is fine. He's like, that Vulcan neck pinch fucked me up. Uh, <laughs> but I'm fine. There are two other crew members who are there. There are actually other people on the, yeah. on the ship. So that's that's interesting because that doesn't yeah. always happen. Uh, They're fine. Every, every, everyone is fine. How are you? No lingering effects from the radiation at all. Nobody's liver is melting. Nobody even had a nosebleed. Massive radiation that yeah. just makes you like act weird, obsess over a thing. Mm-hmm. If you could bottle this, it'd be like the next meth. Oh my god, no shit. <laughs> or Adderall or something. Something yeah, that would make you focus like, yeah. and have one thing to do. Man, I just got to get this taken care of, man. Yep. And so you, you like have this radiation in a little vial and you <laughs> pop off the top and you just. <laughs> Like, yeah. snort it right up, and then you're like, all right, better write this paper. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And Flox take thanks to Paul thanks to Paul for knocking him out, and Ahab is like, what procedure? And they don't tell him. Like, they don't even <laughs> tell him that he was about to, like, dis- dissect Milktoast's brain, you know. He says he'll get him a report, and I'm just oh, like. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll write it up. (laughs) I'll get you a full report. I mean, I wouldn't have have offered that. 
No. Uh, I wouldn't have volunteered to do that homework. I'd have been like, oh, yes, I'm fine. Everyone is, is fine. We're, uh-huh. we're, Everything's we're good fine. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would have so, loved to see his reaction to that report. He's reading it. It's just like, what the what living the fuck? fuck? <laughs> I need to keep an eye on him. We'll be watching. Later still, could be hours, could be the next day. We don't know. Um, Ahab brings Reed into his office and he tells Reed that the tactical alert went off perfectly and, and Reed's standing there like obviously expecting to be keel hauled. But the tactical alert works. It works. It workified. Yeah. So that's the beginning of the red alert. It's tactical alert or whatever now, but that's going to lead to our classic red alert. Perhaps I don't give a damn about your past. I love this next bit with the chair. I don't know, though. It really fucks me up because <laughs> like if you think about how big a centimeter is, that's bullshit. Like there is no way that lowering it a centimeter would do anything at all yeah i think it's more just because it's funnier what the, the smaller so the too. unit of measurement is that's still sort of plausible the funnier it is because if he'd have been like yeah i lowered it six centimeters it's <sighs> like it would be it's just not as funny as one centimeter like that's fucking hilarious yeah i get that okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm just so too what, literal what happens is it's the same looking chair and trips like go ahead Sit on it, yep. and Archer's like, oh my god, I love it. It's totally different. What did you do? He lowers it by one centimeter, and that's it. Yeah. That's all he ever had to do the entire time. Yeah. Uh... He bypassed the compressor. <laughs> so, and then Ahab goes over and wants to Paul to read his preface, and that's the end. And before Florida Man leaves, he's he, he's like- And he jumps sure up. you don't want a cup holder or whatever? He's just like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm fine, whatever, great. And so they just kind of thumbs up, okay, great. And then Florida Man leaves, and then he jumps up to go yep. uh, talk to, to Paul, and, but the way that it's done, it's like, it, uh-huh. it looks like he's not happy with the chair- you know what I mean? Like he was bullshitting. I thought so too. Yeah. Because I don't think he was bullshitting when he was like, hey, it does feel different. This is better. Yep. So it's kind of weird that that's how they did it. Um, I think uh-huh. if he had just taken a second and kind of just, yeah, all right. Yeah. And then he sees to Paul and then goes, you know what? I'm going to have her look at the thing. Yeah. Yeah. He brings her the, the preface or whatever, hopefully, which is back down to one page. Oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> yes. I'd love to read about your daddy issues. I hate prefaces to uh books like i hardly ever read them i pretty much skip them too unless it's by someone that i'm familiar with and it's interesting but Mm. generally no 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 i don't need any of that all right and that's it that's the end of the episode that's all folks did this episode trek goddamn yes absolutely 100 percent. i mean there's the naked time the naked now Definitely tracks. I did really enjoy it, and this is absolutely a premise that would and sort of has been done on mm-hmm. TNG and uh, TOS. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can you you can find things similar to this throughout Trek, and it also had its own touches, uh, specifically with those characters that it used well. I thought everybody's performance was good. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, so yeah, yeah, totally. Um, this this really worked. It looked like it looked like it was fun to shoot. Yeah, I agree. They would have enjoyed that. I'm betting that John Billingsley enjoyed being like 
the mad doctor for a second. Oh, yeah. The only person who didn't get to stretch on this was Jolene Blaylock, because mm-hmm. uh, T'Pol is just T'Pol through this. Right, right. Uh, which, I mean, you, you, everyone dies otherwise, so, you know. <laughs> exactly. But the, the thing about it is there's also several episodes of, or I can think of an episode in Voyager where Seven of Nine was the only crew member that was awake during like they had to fly through a a nebula or something and it had radiation where everybody had to be in stasis pods and she was the only one there and that kind of reminded me of this a little bit um of course to paul was much in much more control in this situation because she was you know she could have kicked everybody's ass but definitely having that one person who was in control and had to save everybody kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, there's a lot of episodes where the one Vulcan or the one android, we don't you know, yeah, uh, yeah. has to save the day because they are the one that's unaffected because they're different. Right, exactly. Kind of yeah. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. This mm-hmm. this this slides right in. Um, did you have a band name? How about the Beatles? I feel like that's really similar to the Beatles. I don't think anyone's gonna think that. Yeah, if they're dumb, maybe. Keelhauled, or Keelhaul. I like Keelhauled. Like, I just think that would be a really cool band name. Yeah, both of those work. I like Keelhauled. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. Yeah. It doesn't really have anything to do with the episode, but when I when I was writing, you know, about Reed, I was like, oh, that's a cool band name. I'll take that. Okay, hey, so this is Adam coming in later. Um, we had about a 15-minute discussion about keel hauling. Uh, I'm not sure how we got on that, but I cut it earlier for time because it was completely irrelevant. <laughs> so, eh, sorry, I guess. What's your band name? The Preface. Nice. I like that. Yeah. It reminds me of like a, a Cure type band. Kind of gothy. Yeah, gothy, slow love songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The pre- yeah. Totally. The preface. <laughs> it's like slightly pretentious. I'm thinking. Perfect. <laughs> one of those one of those bands that's I don't know maybe Decemberists ish. I'm not right. sure. Right. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really listened to them much, but apparently uh, a lot of their uh, material is based on literary themes and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Maybe that maybe that's all I'm thinking <laughs> of, but you know, it's pretentious. Uh, what is your non-Trek recommendation? There's a show called uh, Landscapers on HBO, and it's got um, Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis. I I'm, hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's T H E W L I S. Yeah. It's the two of them, and it's kind of a true crime thing, but the way they do it, it's very, um, almost like a play. Tells the story of, like, this mild-mannered woman named Susan and her husband, and how they sort of accidentally kill her parents (laughs) and bury them in the backyard of this home, and then they they leave. They keep the uh, all the money and they keep getting paid from these people's um, like their pension and they go to like France and like 15 years later they come back and get arrested. Oh wow. It's a true story. Whoa. The way they have done it and the way they've directed it and, and written written it and everything is just beautiful. It's really really amazing. Very cool. Mm-hmm. What about you? My non-Trek recommendation is Resident Alien. Nice. 
I love that show. It's really fun. I it started is. watching it recently. It's on Peacock. Uh, it's a sci-fi original, but they're showing it on Peacock. Uh, super fun, enjoyable. There's enough uh, character stuff to take this show seriously, but it is very funny. Alan Tudyk, is that right? Yeah. Alan mm-hmm. Tudyk. He is absolutely one of my favorite actors. Put it this way. If you enjoyed uh, Rogue One, like the giant robot K2SO, I think, mm-hmm. in in Rogue One, that's him. He did the, all the motion capture. He did the voice work, everything like that. Mm-hmm. If you enjoyed that and that character, you will completely love Resident Alien. And he was in he was in Firefly. I, I kind of took that for, for granted. For granted that... <laughs> uh, He's he's washed from Firefly. Yeah, yeah. He's really he was really funny, but this is a very very different role and a very different character, but uh, still really funny and engaging. And yeah, and yeah he's just he's just wonderful. He's I, a, I just love he's him. He's terrific. Yeah. And there is a mini Firefly reunion thing. There's a scene <gasps> oh. where uh, they, they smoke him out, like he gets all baked, uh-huh. and then he sees an octopus uh-huh. uh, in a in a in a fish tank, and right. he goes and he like telepathically talks to it. Oh my god! And because he's completely fucked up, you're not sure if it's just in his mind or not. Right, you know right, what I mean? Because yeah. you don't know how an alien is going to react to marijuana. Oh, my God. The octopus talking back to him, uh, as soon as as soon as soon I heard it, I was like, oh, oh my God, it's Nathan Fillion. Oh, no. So they so they got Mal and Wash to talk to each other, and uh, it just it just made me very very happy. This landing is going to get pretty interesting. Defying interesting. Oh God! Oh God! We're all going to die. Next episode is very Hoshi centric. Oh okay. I can't say it's one of my favorites, but it's still really interesting. It's an interesting episode. Cool. All right. I'm intrigued. Yeah. This show is completely reliant on patrons. We are not accepting any corporate money. We're not doing any ads, any of that shit like that. So please, please go to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek stuff. Make sure you join the Facebook group, Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Yeah. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Bag of Lasers, L-A-Z-E-R-S. And we are on Instagram, am I right? Yes, we are on Instagram, Star Trek Stuff Podcast. Make sure you check out the Holocaust Saviors and or the Encyclopedia of the Ted Bundy Murders on Audible if you're into audiobooks. Mm -hmm. That also helps support the show. And uh, I guess that's about it. I guess we're about done with the the episode. And great. Um, Cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a professional. Damn right. Uh. <laughs> uh, music is by Maximum Busy Muscle. Check out Maximum Busy Muscle at MaximumBusyMuscle.BandCamp.com. And with that, I guess we're about out of here. Live long and prosper, y'all. Peace and long life. Mm-hmm. They have a Doctor Who channel. And so I just went ahead and, yeah. all right, and I just clicked it open. And, oh, man, just the, the oh, 1970s yeah. uh, oh, special effects Amazing. are really fun. Amazing. <laughs> it is super fun. I mean, with even less budget than oh. Star Trek oh, had yeah. in the 60s. Yeah. What's, what's so... F-
Oh, it looks so like it looks total like shit. shit. What's so funny to me is, you know, how we're always talking about, oh, this looks exactly like Southern California. You know, that always looks like, oh, this looks like the Moors in Scotland or, you know, somewhere in Middle England or the coast, you know. Well, what always cracked me up is he's got this TARDIS that can go anywhere in time and space. And he's like, oh, look, we're in London again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> oh, look, contemporary London. Uh-huh. <laughs> there is an episode where they went to Paris cool cool yeah. in that episode he uh, the fourth doctor uh, Tom what is his name fourth doctor so like fourth doctor in yeah the 70s or something or? yeah yeah he's got in that episode that same um, Paris episode he's got a gigantic her- herpes sore on his lip oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> like no shit it looks bad oh my god that's awesome <laughs> That's so awesome. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's great. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, they didn't even bother trying to cover it up, you know? (laughs) Fuck it. I mean, that was the era of Austin Powers. Like, everyone was just, like, spreading everything. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Wait, it won an award. What? An ALMA award. I don't know what I don't know what an Alma award is. <laughs> I don't either. But Gina Torres won it. Outstanding lead actress in a syndicated Fuck drama yeah. series. Drama series. Fuck yeah, drama. Yeah. Oh come on, it can't be drama. They do. It's classify... drama like Hercules was drama. Yeah, there you go. See, uh, they classify stuff weird. Yeah. I've been watching Resident Alien, and if you pull it up on Peacock, it says drama. It's absolutely not right. a fucking drama. Not a drama, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. Oh, my God, I thought it was a movie. It's a show. But, yeah, you, you it won't... It, it's, which, for some reason, is our most played episode. I have no oh, idea. Oh, that's so I think weird. everyone just wanted to skip the, the first two or something. Oh, as they should. As they should. Yeah, perfectly I don't blame fine. anybody yeah, nope, for skipping nope. whatever when it comes to... Nope. Uh, their show or our show. That's fine. Uh-huh. I get it. <laughs> uh, have you ever seen that, though, in the grocery store when you, like, are looking at the cheese and there's something, like, basically it's it's like the um, the stuff that you get with, like, food stamps or whatever, and it's called cheese food. Cheese food. No. Uh, I mean, I've seen, like... On craft singles or the the ripoff of them or something like that, where it mm. just says like food product. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've definitely seen hey. stuff like that. Maybe it is the same thing where it's just yeah. like yeah, they might have they might have changed it thing. so that it doesn't say cheese food because that's very like it got made fun of quite a bit. So they might have changed it. Just just let people have cheese, man. That's, yeah, no shit. It's not so, something that we're short on. No, exactly. In America. Yeah, no shit. No shit. Uh. And there is a drop here that, oh boy, I'm going to save. When he's like, you obviously don't know everything. You obviously don't know anything about writing. Oh. And he's like, we oh, got to yeah. save that. He's like, you don't either, sir. <laughs> Saving that shit right there. Oh, no. He says, yeah, I'm not the only yeah. one. You know. <laughs> Yep. 
Oh, man. How do you write this show? How do you write Cleopatra 2525 and also include the line, you don't know anything about writing? I mean, <laughs> the fucking balls on this guy. It's incredible. This uh, this episode, though, I, I mean, think is much better than average in terms of, in terms oh, of writing. Oh, yeah, so, it is. Um, it's, it, it, th- this one is a step up. Oh, I don't know definitely. if it's a step definitely. up from this, 25, like I said, from Cleopatra twenty five twenty five because uh, I have yet listen, to see. Listen, if it. you can do a show like that in and and it it, it was totally one of these shows that's very that was very tongue in cheek, you know, it knew what it was, okay. just like Hercules and um, Xena. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, it was it was definitely that style. All right. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it was like Whedon-esque. No, no wonder uh, she got no, selected. No, not for... that good. <laughs> <laughs> not that good. Okay. No, it was it was much more like we need to show a lot of tits and ass, and it's written for like fourteen year olds, but it's also knows what it is. Okay. You know okay. what I mean? All right, that's fine. That's that that's fair. That's interesting. Yeah, these commercials are funny. Like, there's like a. A couple that meets on the beach and they totally hit it off and uh, they're like falling in love or whatever. And then yeah. the girl just like stops and goes, wait. And then just gets up and just like leaves. And the dude is like, what, 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 what? <laughs> and and <laughs> you just see her in Taco Bell just eating a taco. That's so weird. <laughs> like, There's another one where there's, uh, it's, it's this guy. And they're all young. It's like uh, yeah. they're, high, they're high school-ish or something. And uh, this girl, she's, I think she plays cymbals or timpani or something in like the, there's the school band performance is going on. Yeah. And her big part is coming up and she just goes, nah, and she just goes and gets a taco. <laughs> That's funny. That's yeah, really good. Pretty, yeah. They're pretty good ass. I like that. You gotta yeah. give it to Taco Bell on that one. They're pretty, Definitely. They're pretty fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. So I had tacos today. Now I want more. Uh, now I want, but yeah. but my tacos were fucking dope. I made it with carnitas. Oh yeah, I saw pictures of them. They were group. They were beautiful. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I put them online. Mm-hmm. I put a bunch of shit online today. I did. I was doing like bass videos. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> I was planning on cutting that whole thing because I couldn't figure out how it connected to the, to the episode. <laughs> well, you can definitely chop it up a little bit because we were sitting. Yeah. You know, but but I'll have like, to chop it up a lot. Yeah. But just get to the the answer of how it happened, or you know what it is, or whatever, and then that's that should be enough. 